The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. Welcome to The Journey, Small Business Success Stories podcast. I'm Richard Anderson, and I'm your host. Today, I am joined by the dynamic duel that run Stellar Edge Marketing Group. Stellar Edge Marketing Group is an agency that believes in the holistic approach to its clients' marketing efforts. By fusing branding, strategy, creativity, and analytics, Stellar helps their clients uncover dynamic ways to build their visibility and grow their business. Their unique approach to looking at each project as more than Just a one-time task allows their staff to utilize their skills and expertise to customize a solution for every organization. Sin Van V is the creative force that drives Stellar Edge. Her vision and infectious energy show in every project that she works on. She's the epitome of a multitasker, and she manages a number of marketing campaigns, including conceptualizing the overall idea, executing tasks, and measuring results. Lindsay keeps the Stellar office running smoothly. Aside from accounting, legal, customer service, and HR, Lindsay is also the in-house web guru. Having designed websites since 1995, Lindsay has seen the internet evolve right before her fingertips. While a few of her original sites still manage to grace the pages of the World Wide Web, her skills have increased dramatically, providing stellar clients with visually appealing, professional, and most of all, functional websites. Now, we've been working to get these two on the podcast for a little over a year. We're very excited to sit down and learn more about how they grew their agency while navigating the challenging world of being women entrepreneurs. So sit back, get comfortable, and let's go on the journey together. Sin, Lindsay, welcome to the journey. Welcome to Studio B. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's pretty awesome in here. As I noted in the intro, um, we've been communicating with you guys for like, I don't know, last year and tried to get you guys in here, and I'm glad <laughs> it finally worked out. I'm glad you guys were able to come by, make the time. A um, couple notes before we start. I've known the both of you guys for a couple of years. Um, in full disclosure, you're clients of ours, and we're clients of yours. Yes. Yeah. So I think that um, draws both of us um, together as far as knowing kind of who we are and and makes the questions a little easier on my end. Um but I think you guys provide a quality product and service to your clients, as do we. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can be our, be a cheerleader for our, our, our businesses. Yeah, so I appreciate like that. that. Absolutely. Okay. So a lot of what I want to do is I want to take our listeners back to who you were so that we know who you are now. I'm going <laughs> to st- start with okay. saying. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> Don't be. Why am I nervous? So take us back to your childhood. Um, did you have, what kind of traditional family did you have? Mom, dad, siblings, oh, yeah. Mom, all of dad, that. Mom, dad, two um, sisters, a brother. Got it. What are your some, uh, what are some of your fondest memory, memories as, as a child? Camping. Camping, for sure. So my family traveled a lot. My dad got the good old pop-up camper, and we would go on all kinds of trips. Um Really close family. We did a lot together. Went to a lot of places together. And of all the places, Wisconsin Dells <laughs> was like my parents' favorite. Did they you enjoy as much as they did? I did. Okay. I did. I had a blast. You know, I look back. It's funny because I look back on things. 
And when you're a teenager, you don't appreciate as much as you do when you're an adult. So I look back at like when we would go to like North Dakota, South Dakota, Mount Rushmore, and I don't think I'd love to go back because all I wanted to do was get back and lay at the pool. <laughs> I was like, can we just go Priorities. to the pool? This is boring. Yeah. But looking back, it's amazing that I got to experience that stuff and I do want to go back. Do you think it's because it we don't adult eyes. as children we don't appreciate what our parents sacrificed to sure. bring us to the places For that we are. Sure. And we think it's going to happen all the time, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, we're just going to do that. We're going to travel all over the country. It's normal. Everybody's family does that. And yeah. really, that's not, no. that's not how it works. No, and you, and you don't, don't know until that. you're an adult. Correct. And then you look back and you're like, and wow. And you've got kids and you're like, wow, I'm making all these sacrifices and these rat bastard kids don't <laughs> Yeah, they, all they want to do is doing. go back to the pool. Right, and, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Lindsay, same yeah. thing. Um, take us back to your childhood. Traditional family, siblings, so, childhood memories. Yeah, uh, my I have two two brothers, and then my parents got divorced when I was in about third grade. I went and lived with my mom. My brother stayed with my dad. Uh, both my parents were remarried. I had a bunch of step siblings, um, but it was all good. My parents had a great relationship, so we were always still one big family. It wasn't like this disconnected. You know, oh, I'm at dad's house. I'm at mom's house. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I always had a lot of people around me, which I'm still used to now. Yeah. And, uh. Um, Cause you've got a big family, right? Yeah. I have five kids. So I was going to ask about family later, but let's just do this now. So since you've got two kids. Correct. Okay. You're recently single. Yes. Right. Sir. Recently <laughs> very single. Very much. And proud of it. Very single. Yeah. <laughs> so you've enjoying got, it. And Lindsay, you've got like 12 children I, or something, right? I have five kids. Okay. Two biological and then three that we adopted. And so your story is more of a, it's a. Not a traditional blended story, but give us a little bit about about that background, if, if you're okay yeah, with that. Yeah, so um, we, so my husband and I uh, got married. Originally, had planned to have three kids, and then had my daughter, who's my second child, and she was just a nightmare infant. <laughs> like, you know, hated the car, didn't want to be snuggled, and I was like, I am never doing this again. Mm. We're done. My husband got a vasectomy, and that was it. <laughs> and then uh, we had. Um, our nephews were in a tough situation. Uh, my husband's sister was, you know, not in a good way. And um, so they needed a place to go. So we took them in, um, fully intending always for them to go back to their mom when she kind of, you know, got her shit Like a together. grandparent almost. Kind yeah. of, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and that just unfortunately never happened. So she stayed with us, they stayed with us, and uh, we officially adopted them in December 2019. How do they fit into the family? You know, I like, mean, like, like, so, like they've always been there. Yeah, like they've always their, been there. They knew their, it was their cousins? Is that what yeah, they Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so technically they're our nephews. They're mm-hmm. my they're my husband's sister's kids. So they knew your kids before you. Oh, yeah. Ado- so that's a little different situation than just adopting a right, child off the street right. at that age. Yeah. How old were they when you adopted them? Uh, the youngest was one and a half. Oh, wow. And okay. the oldest was like six. Okay, Seven. so the one and a half year old really didn't know. He has what no was idea. He calls us mom and dad. Yeah. The other two still call us Aunt Lindsay and Uncle Brandon. Really? So that's um, an odd dynamic. Yeah. I mean, it was weird at first because at first, I think my kids, after they were there for a couple months, my kids were like, okay, when are they leaving? You know, like this was fun. <laughs> go home. <laughs> yeah. This was fun for a little bit, but now yeah, there's three over. extra kids in our house, right. like all the time. And we did not, when they first came to live with us, we did not have a house that really accommodated, accommodated not like you do, not like all you do those now. people. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we moved about a year and a half, two years after we took them in because we were like, okay, this is not going to change anytime soon. The house we were in was just not 
you know, not equipped for seven people. How did your, <laughs> so was it your, was it, it was your side of the family? No, Brandon's, Brandon's sister. Side. So how yeah. do you as, a, so I will ask the question the other way then, how do you justify that? I mean, it, cause it's gotta be rough, right? So it's not your I mean, it's your family, right. but it's not your family. Right. And you're like, okay, we're taking these kids on. I mean, that's tough too. Right? I So I was actually the one that pushed to bring oh. them in. Okay. Um, just, you know, it, it, Brandon's parents had had done everything that they could because they lived in Alabama, the kid that the boys did. And um, Brandon's parents had, had done so much for them already. And just, you know, they're, they're older. They worked full time. You know, they weren't used to little, little kids. Um, and we just, we went down there one year for spring break and uh, the whole way home, I was like crying. I'm mm. like, I can't leave them there. Like they're not, they were not, in a they're good not place. safe. You know, it was just a really bad situation that they were. And in. I'll ask Sin this question. It kind of speaks to the person that I know you think she is. I, we all Amazing. know her as, yeah, she is a hero. She's, a it's the heart, sure. right? Oh yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to be kind of a special person to take in someone else's kids. And, and kids with, pro, like, they weren't just normal. Right. I mean, they, they had, had a rough they upbringing. Had, yeah. They had I mean, the one, one and a half year old probably didn't know with. much different, but the six no. year old certainly did. Yes, yes. Yes, for sure. He had gone, the, both of the older boys, they're only, they're, they're about two years apart. Um, they had gone through a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, the oldest was truant from kindergarten for crying out loud, you know? Wow. So, okay. um, the other one we believe had been left at home alone, you know, or left in unsafe situations. There was a lot of drug use. I understand why there you were crying. There was a lot of abuse. Yeah. So, um, it was yeah. hard to see. It, mm. it was really hard for us to leave. And then you've got to feel bad because you see your friend. Hurting. It was, yeah, it, it was a struggle too. Yeah. I mean, wow. it was it was tough, but she was she's a. Yeah. So I don't want to get she's too amazing. far ahead of ourselves, but I, yeah. I kind of wanted yeah. to let everybody yeah. kind of know your situations. But yeah. so take us back to high school. So now we're older. We've gone camping, Wisconsin Dells. We've <laughs> yeah. grown up with family. Yeah, take us to the high school years. Because that's really when people start their formidable years, mm -hmm. right? They start yeah, trying to figure think. out their life, what they want to do. <laughs> it's awkward. They're nervous. They don't you know <laughs> yeah. they don't know if they want to be in front of a microphone. Um, yeah. what interest hobbies, sports did you play? Um, were you creative with your art? Yeah, what, creative, what kind creative. of creative tendencies did you have? So with me, I've danced all my life. Okay. First of all, um, since I was little. So dance was like a big thing for me in high school. I'd get out of school straight to the studio. Now there's different types of dance. So what mm -hmm. kind did you Ballet, do? Ballet, tap, jazz, okay. hip hop, modern, the, okay. the whole, the whole gambit. So I would dance, um, all through high school. And then I was also in art. So art was a big thing for me. Um, just the whole creative thing. And then my junior year in high school, I actually started going to college part-time while I was in high school for art. So I went to American Academy downtown mm -hmm. on the weekends and, um, life drawing was one of my first classes. And if you don't know what life drawing is, that's when that's where they have the model, right? Uh, yes, yeah. Naked <laughs> men or women. Both. Okay. And, and you were and a junior the, in high school, junior in high school. <laughs> and you know, I'm new in the class. Sit, please sit right in front. I couldn't do that now. Oh, I'd be embarrassed to I'm do just that saying, now. Dude, they, so they come in, they drop the robe, and you draw. You and have to be a pretty confident individual to be, as, maybe not as a woman. To be the model or but the as drawer. a man. Right, no, but <laughs> yeah. a, a man model. Yeah. A male model. Well, they weren't beautiful. They weren't, yeah, I'm just saying. But I don't <laughs> care how beautiful models. your face is, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's certain areas of your body, you're just like, if I'm yeah. not confident, I'm not going well, there in. Was, we had all kinds. Okay. All types. And then did you have to, like, draw, draw it all? Yeah. You did? Yes. You couldn't just do, like, a Ken doll on a, <laughs> No, know. it was okay. not a stick. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't, yeah. 
So that was quite interesting. That was my first ex- like real experience where I'm like, wow, like like I'm this is kind of like I got to be mature. Okay. At 17. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it was great. I loved the the whole experience with that. And and dance. So that that's kind of like the path I started on with um How early did school. you start drawing? When oh, did you find that creative? When I was young. I always loved to sketch and draw yeah. and paint and it's fun, so isn't I've it? I've always done that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Creative people tend to be very creative from an early age. I that's, think so, so. That's why I, I wanted to so ask, kind of, yeah. what your earliest childhood memories were, because if that brought you through to high school and then to what you're doing now, you could see it. There's a path early right. on what what you really were destined to do. For sure, right? And and, and something I love. Bright colors. Yeah, <laughs> you're one with bright colors, right? Yeah, yeah. And both of you. I mean, both. you're not so much now, but yeah. you you, yeah. you have in the past. Yeah. Um, high school for you. Maybe a little different. High school for me was a little different. Yeah, I uh, I was the the class nerd, right? So, but but I was I'm a, I'm kind of a weird blend because I was a cheerleader, I ran track, um, I played softball, mm. um, but then I was a really good student. I was on honor roll. I was on beta club. You know all that good stuff. Um, we both played in the orchestra. I, yes, I was an orchestra what instrument. A violin. I played the bass. Okay. So. Uh, but yeah, I worked all through high school. So my background is not so much creative. I, I was creative at a young age. Um, and all of the, all my past businesses have always had a flair of the creative, right? Whether it's me making something or, you know, working with somebody like Sin who is creative, um, but I have always just had more of the business sense, you know, and just uh, how things operate and, and what do we need to do to get from point A to point B. So you're creative, you're analytical. Yep, absolutely. Sure, which makes the Ying perfect, and Yang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. perfect blend because she keeps me grounded yeah. so, and I so try and get so her. So let's go back to you for just a second, Sin. So <clears throat> you then go for three years to the Academy of Art, right? Mm-hmm. The AAOA, I guess <clears throat> it would be. Um, what kind of career did you have in mind when you were going there? Because obviously you hadn't met Lindsay yet. No, and so, I wanted to get into art, which and I you did. were a dancer. Did Graphic you just think, design. "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dance and I'm gonna create art," or what? What well, was your I plan? I danced too. I forgot oh, about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how, how we met. met. We'll get there. No, yeah. I, I, I know. I got. Okay, that. I did so my research. I danced um, all through high school. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I always wanted to be like a graphic artist mm-hmm. and 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 be able to do art. Back then, we did not have. Illustrator and Photoshop. It was a lot of illustration, and you know, Quark Express was like a big thing. So there was not. I mean, you could do stuff graphically on computers, but it, there was a lot of illustration, a lot of freehand, a lot of you know, print work. So um, I really enjoyed that. I worked with um, some agencies doing that, and like some of my big accounts were Sears, you know, drawing the Santa posters at Christmas time mm. and and stuff like that. So. I did get into that. I did have awesome jobs and then quit everything to go dance, which my parents just loved me for (laughs) (laughs) after all that time and effort. But I found my way back to the whole creative art art world. Good. Um, And then, so, Lindsay, then after high school, you went to North Central College. Yep. Studied business administration. Yep. What did you think you were going to do after college? I knew I wanted to own a business. So, okay, yeah, so early on. Yeah, North Central. So I had already, by the time I got to college, I had already had a couple of businesses of my own on the side. Um, my parents, my mom and my stepdad owned a greenhouse in Elgin. So I was already 
very much into running that business. You know, I was doing their books. I was sending out um, newsletters, monthly newsletters. Um, I was working in the shop. I was doing all kinds of stuff there. And then on my own, I was, you know, making stamped cards and coloring them in and selling them at the counter, you know, or making jewelry and setting up my own little display in the shop. So um, I had already, you know, dabbled in kind of like, oh, I'm making my own money and this is cool. And at the same time, I worked at Walmart for a long time and was a customer service manager there and, and kind of, you know, did a lot of that. Um, but... Uh, so when I went to college, I knew, I knew eventually I wanted to own my own business. I didn't know what I wanted it to be, but I knew I wanted to own my own business. So I did business administration and then North Central had a wonderful program, um, called students in free enterprise, which is SIF. And it's all about entrepreneurship. Like they basically, you know, and they had classes in entrepreneurship too. And I took those, we did business plans, um, all kinds of stuff like that. So I knew, I knew that eventually that would be my path. So then you get out and you start Lindsay Shannon Design? Well, so I I got out of college and I had to get a, a real job, mm-hmm. right? So I worked Cause, very- Because dreams don't cause, pay the bills, yeah, that's right? That's right, that's right. You got to make a little <laughs> money first. Um, so I worked at Inesco, which is like the mm-hmm. company that makes those little precious moments mm-hmm. in yeah. their club division. They have a club. You know, if, if you really love precious moments, you it's can fancy. join the club. Yeah. So I worked in their club division for maybe a year. Um, that was not my jam. Precious moments are not my thing. No. <laughs> so I was like, this doesn't work. And then I went to work for um, Virtual Agent Services, which was uh, based in Schaumburg. Okay. And they ran call centers in Canada. And so, you know, nothing creative, nothing super exciting. You were just bored. I, but I worked for a guy who was amazing. Okay. And like he, I was the, the executive assistant um, to the president and he taught me so much, like even just about how to put a presentation together when you're doing a sale, you know, um, little things you need. He's, he's part of the reason why I'm so anal with our employees. He's a mentor. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I had a couple, I had a couple teachers throughout high school and college and then um, Bob Camastro was his name. He, I would absolutely put him in that mentor category because he kind of, you know, just helped me. Like at the time I was probably annoyed that he would pull me in his office at four 30 on a Friday to to go through a 50 page presentation that Mm -hmm. I had given him and give me all these notes. And this is why I want it this way. And this is, you know, and that, but now I know, you know, and I learned so much from that. Um, And then did sales and marketing support for them. And then I had my son, And just, and so all through that time, I was kind of freelancing, doing little web jobs for people who needed websites. I had done one for my parents' greenhouse. um, And then- Honing your craft, essentially. Yeah, kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, and I, I was really self-taught. I kind of learned as I, as I went, as, you know, as I needed to learn new things, I kind of looked it up. That that was the kind of the dawn of, of the internet. So you, you know, there was a little bit out there. There was no template. There was no YouTube. No templates. No, there was no WordPress. There was no nothing that was like, oh, here, plug and and play. How do I start a website? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, so I had done a lot of that, you know, while I was working various jobs and things. And then I had my son and always intended to go back to work. And then after I was home with him for about a month and a half, I was like, I don't, I don't want to go back to work. Like I'm loving this. You know, I love being with him. I love having him. And so at that point I decided, okay, I'm not going to go back to work. 
Um, luckily, my husband had a great job and uh, decided that I would just do freelance. And that's when I kind of, that's when Lindsay Shannon Design really kind of took off and was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do now. And then, you know, I had web clients. I did, I dabbled in like logo design and business card design. And I apologize to those early clients because that is not my thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you recognized that you needed a second Absolutely. Part of that. I I am really good at the at the analytical functional piece of things. Mm -hmm. And I can help people figure out how to run a business and what pieces do you need and how should they function and where are you going to use them. But when it comes to making them look good, I've got a little bit of that. You but have I, some, yeah. I I've got a little bit of it, but it's just it's not at the level that like Sin's at or yeah. a lot of my staff is at. So you guys are both dancing. On yep. a chance, you got you're a teacher. Yep. You're a student. Yep. You meet. Yep. How um, obviously you start talking. Yeah. And you're we're like, both hey, awesome, so I like do this, and I'm creative, <laughs> and I'm the artist. Walk me through the process of how you guys figured out that you wanted to work together. Before we even. Yeah, we um so. How you're making us think? We were friends yeah, for I a know, few years. Um, at, at that time, I think I was at America running America's Bar. Yeah, and I was, I mean, I was freelancing. Yep, and I was also doing stuff on the side. Um, before we even started our business, we started our charity. Because mm -hmm. we, we found it, we love to do events, we love to be creative, and, and we wanted to kind of give back to the community, kind of who we were. So we started the charity first before we even started our business. Mm -hmm. And found that we worked really well together and complemented each other. And there was so much work put into the charity and so much time for, for, I don't, this sounds shitty. It sounds shallow, <laughs> but we're doing this and we're not getting anything. And and we ended up doing more and more events because people were actually seeking us out because Like, we're hey, bringing, can we do a fundraiser for this? Hey, can, can we, we do this? Can you so, guys help us do this? Mm -hmm. And we loved doing it. It was great. But, but you're like, got, hey, we need to pay the bills. Yeah, too. yeah exactly. Like, there's a lot of effort and work. We put together a whole team and no one got paid. I mean, it was truly a charity. Mm. Yeah. So we figure, you know, we, we can be doing we this kind do of this stuff. We could do this for a living. Yeah. And make money. People are asking us to do stuff to in yeah. their venues, in their, you know, bring people there. So um, I think that's kind of when it started. We started to talk about, hey, you know what? We should be getting paid to do this. Yeah. Like, and when we there's first. There's value in what we can provide to people yeah. and what we bring. So when we first started Stellar Edge, our whole intention or, or our primary intention, we knew that we'd be doing marketing in general because that was both of our backgrounds. Right. But. Our, our initial thought was that we were going to be an event planning company because mm. that's what we had been doing with the charity. And, and we were so familiar with it. We knew what we were doing and that people were coming well, you were to comfortable us asking with it, about right? that. So that's yeah. what you sure. knew. And so you were like, well, we're just going to branch out and do what we know because yeah. it's working. Yeah. But then, and then the that dawn was, of Pinterest. yeah, the dawn of Pinterest. <laughs> and everybody can us. do their own stuff because there's Pinterest and you know, we don't, we don't need you. We can. Yeah. Do it, awesome. it was, it was a lot harder to charge people to plan events when they were like, well, I can just look on Pinterest and make some really Get cool centerpieces. And, and yeah, I've you know. seen how those work out too. Yeah, exactly. The before and after is <laughs> yeah, dreadful. Well, fail. Pinterest yeah. Fail. Yeah. <laughs> so it came to an end essentially by, by necessity, right? So the charity came to an, an, an end yeah. essentially because you're like, Hey, we can do this for real. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so we had done it for about three years. We ran the charity. Um, and met some amazing people through the charity Absolutely. And, and, uh, yeah. What was the most challenging part though, of having a partner? Cause you hadn't had a partner and you hadn't had, you were doing no, your own yeah. thing and you were kind of doing your own thing. You were working for some people, but now yeah. you're together and that brings different challenges. 
Like, cause you've got ideas you know, and you've got I ideas. We're very fortunate that that we we haven't really had any. You know, like we really don't have much difficulty, and no. I think I think a lot of it is because we're we're both just very honest with each other, communicate, and and we both fill such different needs that like our roles are pretty well defined just by what we do or what we're good at. Since you're so different and analytical and you're so creative yeah. and you do that part yeah. of it. We've never really clashed. We've never Not really, really. I, mean, I mean, we disagree and we're on still stuff friends. now and then. Well, okay, <laughs> we're just, so yeah, we're best friends. friends. Was my best so friend. we don't get too far ahead of ourselves. Take us back to when you first started the company. So what was that conversation? Hey, we can do this for real. But you have to have a customer base now, right? So do you go back to those customers that you're doing events for? Or do you go out and try to find new customers? Well, what kind of so, services were you offering? What were your target clients? Yeah, so you, have a, I, you have a plan, right? You have a business plan. You knew, we did. You know, right. right. We Lots did have wine. a business plan. Lots of wine. We yeah. put this <laughs> Lots of wine one yeah. night and we, we pulled it all together. But um, I had a pretty strong customer base from my freelance business, which was all referral. So um, which is how our business still operates today. So um, that that was great. We kind of started with that and just, you know, Sin had a lot of contacts just from all the things she's done in the past. Yeah, she's not very outgoing, so that's surprising. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah no. she doesn't talk to anybody when no. she goes out at no, all. Never. Um, so between her contacts and the, and the customer base that I already had, we were able to just kind of organically grow, grow that. And we were, you know, now that we were both together – I mean, you know, to my freelance clients, I was able to go back to them and be like, hey, now we can do like really cool brochures and we can do, you know, all these things. And then um, social media was just starting to, you know, really kind of gain some ground. And people were like, I don't know how to do any of this. So um, you decided to take out the map and show them how to do it. Yeah. yeah. Or do it for them. Do it for really. them. That's, yeah, yeah for ultimately, them. that's that's the goal. Um, so. And, and I think you guys have touched on some of this, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Sometimes having a partner, um, some of the challenges I think that you may face is when you get overloaded with responsibilities, how do you delegate those? Like who, like if it's something outside of your comfort zone and it's something out of your outside of your comfort zone, do you still take that on? Or do you go, hey, my plate's full. You got to handle this. How do you, or do you, now that you have people, but, and Not, again, I don't yeah. want to get too we far ahead. We people but. for like a good five years. It was just the two of us for our first five years. Yeah. Um, and yes, there were those moments of working all, like we. It was, all. I, th we, we didn't really, I think just because of the nature of, of, again, how, well, where, where were you? Where were you working are. out of? Were you working out of your houses? Well, no, we we were working out of America's Bar in Hoffman yeah. Estates for America's a little while. Bar was oh, okay. our first was our, our first, first office. office. <laughs> yeah, quote like unquote. out out in the restaurant or yeah, back in yeah. the, okay. in the restaurant. No, we, we just hold up in table. a corner, sit at a table, and do yeah. your thing. Yeah, um, so that that was a you know that was only a couple months maybe while yeah, we were looking long. for an we office. We did find space. an office right okay. away. We started out in West Sun. There was a bank building on Main Street in West Sunday that. I was eye-holing for a long time, and we did get in there, so that was pretty awesome. Um, and we started there, and it was it was just the two of us for, for five, about five years. About yeah. five years. And we had we had a couple we had a couple friends that worked for us, like Gmo worked for us, and Anne Marie that did yeah. that did you know some things just to kind of help alleviate part time, you know, just some really great friends that we had had. Um, but we did the bulk of it. But again, I think because our our roles were are kind of. I don't want to say segregated because we do we work together we, on we so do much. We collaborate on a lot of but stuff together. Like if I had web stuff that I had to get done, it was like I I had to do it. 
you know, because sin just doesn't know that yeah. world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. So, and it, and vice versa, you know, if there was some art that she needed to create, I, I can't do that and do it justice. So, um, but there was a lot of working till two, three in the morning. A lot. For five years with two little kids on my end, which was very hard. <laughs> yeah. And I was lucky. I mean, my kids are older. Um, mm. So I had it a little easier to be able to, to I felt bad at times, yeah. but there was nothing I could do to <laughs> right, help her. I'd be like, right. I'll come sit by you. Right. <laughs> you know, but and now we have an amazing team that yeah. we can delegate to and kind so of So you, you get your first client? Do you remember your first client? Oh, no. we just talked, we about, talked this. about this the other day because someone asked and I'm like, shit, <clears throat> no. Um we I don't I know think our it first was client. Ray of Hope, I think. Well, but she was a freelance client before. Yeah. Because I met her through Bob. Uncle Bob, we don't know. We don't know. Is that horrible? No, I. I mean, I remember. <laughs> so I remember bad. my first client. It was a really, really small job, but I remember. You remember it? I, I do. Okay. And it was seven, six, seven years ago, and I just remember yeah. thinking, you know, I've got all the equipment. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, <laughs> here we go. I don't know. And and I'm. Th- I was. I just remember feeling so overwhelmed. Like this shit's real. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, See, they're paying me to do this. They're thinking I'm an expert, and I'm yeah. trying to figure this out as I'm going. I mean, I. You know, I've been in the business, you know, service industry for a long time, but yeah. I just, it was well, so like, nervous because this, this was on me my now. Own, yeah. Right. Like if I screwed up when I worked for somebody else, it was on them. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. on me. Now it's on me. See, right? I don't feel like we ever had that moment because we kind of, we wow. hit the ground running. We started we with clients. We already had business, you know, and that's, that's why I think it's, yeah, it is. It yeah. is. But like the fact that we, you know, she already had a lot of contacts. I already had the freelance, those freelance jobs. Was there any point in those five years where you guys were like, wow, this is either just not working or things well, weren't we going well or we financially? We didn't make any money for a long, long time. We actually, we, <laughs> yeah. There were, there were, there were many months where, you know, we weren't bringing home any, any paychecks. Any Did you have a thought in that five years of, we're going to shut this down. We're going to need to go do our separate things. I don't Think I so. don't think we ever did. I think we always think were like, we got, we got to make, let's make it. Yeah. Make it well, happen. and we were both doing what we loved, mm-hmm. right? Like we owned, I, for me, just the fact that I could own my own business. And, and now back in those days, we were working 60 hours a week, we probably. But the fact that I could work whenever I wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, that I didn't have to report to anybody that I could talk to customers and tell them exactly what I thought. You know, and that's always been, that's always been our credo. Like, we're always going to be honest with everybody. We're going to tell them exactly how it is. Um, That, for me, was the dream. You know, and I was doing what I loved. I could do it from home if I needed to. If my kids were sick, I didn't have to worry about finding, you know. So Did you guys sit down and figure out, this is where we want to be in five or ten years? Or did you just figure out, you know what, we're just going to let this go? Well, we only did that, like, maybe two years ago. Yeah. I don't think we really So in that did initial it. five years before you started hiring people, you really didn't like have a, running. we want to get to no, this certain we, number. We just wanted to, you just wanted to do your thing and get paid for it. Yeah. We wanted to do our thing, get paid for it. And we knew we wanted the business to grow, but we didn't really have any specific numbers or anything mm-hmm. in mind. Looking back, do you wish you had? I don't regret that. Would that have changed now? anything? Because I think in, I in, think the, so. in our world, monthly things change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always constantly changing. And yours is kind of like service-based, like a rotating For monthly sure. service-based. So the yep. more the more clients you get, the more revenue you get monthly. Yep. yep. And that's what you say changes up and down. Yeah. Well, and You and got the one-off jobs, but you're doing a lot of, you we know, do a lot of reoccurring yes, business. Absolutely. And but the hard thing is too is is because we service so many different industries, 
not only does our industry change, but theirs mm -hmm. changes. Like mm -hmm. in the last year with COVID, restaurant industry has changed dramatically. Yeah, yeah, and so we're gonna, and we're going to get into that, you know, and I, and I want to explore that a little bit because I think that's where people are going to probably get the most, uh, uh, you know, out of this just because of what they've gone through for yeah. the last year. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember go, thinking about hiring your first employee? Yep. Was it was it scary? Did you Hell have yeah, reservations scary. about it? Because we got to pay these people. Well, that's that was kind of where I was going. So you're finally making a little bit of money, but you're like, wow, we need more people. Yeah. Right. But now we've got to pay them. Now we're going to have to sacrifice Who our, our first employee. Seriously? Hi, Gmo. Well, yeah. But our but, first but, real, real employee yeah. was it, um, Christina? No, Molly. I think Molly was before Christina. Was she? So you hire a person. How terrible is that that we can't <laughs> even worst. remember? So, the worst. Sorry, guys. So you hire your we first love employee. you all. You're all amazing. <laughs> was it what you thought when you hired the first? Were they, you know, how long did it take you to get them up to speed? Because I think I mean, business like, struggle you know, with that as we're well. We're so lucky. Like, we've really, I mean, a, apart from a few little hiccups <laughs> with some people, um, you, and those people you find out real quick. Sorry. You find yeah. Richard's throwing the table across the room. Uh, <laughs> you find out re real quick the ones that won't work out. But we've been pretty lucky um, in hiring. We've had these people since since we've hired them. They've been really great. They've picked up quick. Um, and, and they're they're still evolving, which is awesome. We sent some of our employees to, to school, back to school to learn mm. more. And, and, and they're really, again, just like us, I feel like because they love their job, we've created this culture where people love to come to work. We, there's no drama in our office, knocking on wood, because um, we don't do that. It's it's very open, very collaborative, a great culture. And I think because people like to come to work and people love what we've created there, it's it's just it's just been good so you, from the get-go. You get did this go. in 2011. You started We started Stellar, in 2011. 2011. Yep. And so take I, I'm doing this specific timeline because I want to ask a couple of specific questions. So through 2018, okay, so two years ago, yep. okay. 2018. Take us through what may have changed in those seven years. Like, did you change your service offerings? Did you increase things? Did you get rid of things? How did it work for those first seven years? Do you remember? Well, when we started, we took anything we could. Molly like, was our first employee. Yep, see? So we took anything we could because we wanted She feels better now. I know. I know. I, I had to she's look it up. She's screaming at her. Was, she's screaming at her phone. Hey, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Molly's like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we took anything we could. Oh yeah. But initially, initially oh, we yeah. took yeah. any any job, whether we were going to make money and on cheap. it or not. No job. Oh, we were so yes. cheap. But we were then so you, cheap. you learn as you as you go on. Like okay, and your pricing we are not too, charging. Oh, oh yeah, sure. we are not charging nearly enough. Yeah. And because we just wanted the work. But you've yeah. got to figure that out too, right? Because yeah, you're like, well, was, we can't charge that because we're new, so we don't have the experience. But then as you got the experience in seven years, you're like, you're like hey, wait a minute. There's a there's we can a start charging a little more. This, yeah. For sure. Yeah. What well, did you not do well, that you do now? The market only pays, you know, back at, back at that time, people people didn't want to pay somebody else to do their social media. It's free, mm -hmm. you know. So it was like kind of trying to find that right. You price. were educating. Like what's yeah? What what is what's going to make it worth it to people? How much will they pay? What's the justification for them in terms of okay, it's worth it for me to pay this, so I don't have mm -hmm. to worry about it, you know? And that's with every business, I think. So how many employees did you have in twenty eighteen? Because I know how many you have now. Um, but probably four. Probably four, three or four. Okay. A couple part-timers maybe in there. 
And then 2019 comes around. This is why I wanted to ask you this question. It was your best year. Best by far, year. right? You and guys did. You guys, 2019 it, was gangbusters. You hit. You hit a million dollars, yeah, right? Half, you, you guys. Yeah. You guys. I mean, that was a half, big watermark no, no, yeah. for you guys. Well, half, yeah. 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 <laughs> but best year by far, right? For sure. Oh, yeah. And then I mean, coming from we not even, getting okay, so any paychecks. It was awesome, and we were at the point at that time. We're like, okay, this is awesome. We put Lindsay and I spent months. We sat together and and created. We changed our business plan plan completely mm-hmm. knowing now this is this is our ideal client this is the path we're going on this is how we're going to get there. not That's knowing what's coming that. around the corner not right. knowing yeah. this is how we're going to get there we took our all our employees on a retreat away mm-hmm. out of town i remember it yeah. was amazing. november 2019 yes. yeah yes. <laughs> i remember november 2000 you were so excited you're like we're going oh, yeah, we're gonna amazing. it's it gonna was... be the best ever we're okay. going camping it's gonna be no, great we, well you know yeah, i mean it's gonna yeah, be out in the yeah. woods you're gonna be like oh, this is great yep Everybody's getting, you know, manicures and pedicures and facials, and we're we're just Eating and we're living and it up, doing this business plan, right? Yeah. And then we, we did we education, with and our then team. comes yeah. the knock on the door, and it's COVID, and yeah. you're like, wah, wah. oh, Mother. completely <laughs> right. change everything. So, so that whole business plan out right. the window. Let's put that to the side. Yeah. Pretty little binders. So the world, so the world descends into a, clo- a global pandemic. Yeah. Now, did you see that coming? No. Little by little, or was no. it just kind of like? Did anybody see it coming? No, no. that was I don't like think so. smack you in the face. Yeah. And to be fair, to let the listeners know, a lot of your customers are what kind of businesses? Restaurants. Yeah, right. they were at and, the time. Yep. They're not anymore. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> so, so you you see this coming, and you're you see your clients shutting their doors. Yep. I shouldn't even say just restaurants. We had restaurants. We had gyms. Yep. So service-based music in, venues. Service-based yeah. industry music where people venues, go to the like, sites. No one's going to music venues yeah. anymore. We had music yeah. venues. Right. We had, yeah, I mean, we, had, we had a lot event of Event planning. I mean, all were, of that. Yeah. Gone. Any, no. Anywhere there's people right? or social gatherings, done. I'm imagining now that you're looking at that going, shit, we're, what are we going to do? Like, we've got all these employees. And here we go. We've got an office. Right. We just did all this planning. Yep. We're still paying for the trip in November. <laughs> yep. Right? <laughs> and the and the big Christmas party we had because we had a great yeah. year. So oh, we were like, we had a Ooh, let's do this really cool Christmas Chicago. party. We're going to have a, oh my God. Yeah. You were in a great, so Sin was in a great mood back in December of yeah. 19. December, January. Sure. Right. Yeah. She's like on top of the world. Life is good. And then February great. comes along and you guys are like, now yeah. we've got to pivot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so- you didn't think it was initially going to affect your business, but what did you do to pivot and survive? So, I mean, obviously, you can't control what's happening to your no. clients. So now, what do you do? Do you say we're going after other clients? How do you do? That you manage? Tough. Do you just kind of stop the bleeding for a while? Our what do you do? Thing, yes. uh, my biggest thing. I don't know about you, but my biggest thing was I want to keep my employee. I have to keep my employees working. Yeah. I don't want to let anyone go. That was like. The only thing because in my I head. think in the back of our minds, we knew eventually this would go away, mm-hmm. and and we'd be able to get back and a on couple track. months. We'll did you think I was going to say? Did you <laughs> yeah. think it was like three to six months, maybe? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. No, I don't. So think you're thinking short thought. term. You're yeah. not thinking, wow, this is going to be here for a couple of years. But, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, we come. I mean, we had a lot of clients that tried to hold on. You know, in March, March, April, mm-hmm. May. Come summer, I mean, a lot of those those restaurants were done. We had Music a trampoline venues. park, even downtown. with the outside dining oh, downtown and everything. Trampoline yeah. park, mm. yeah. Because you guys have a lot of city clients. Yeah, we had at that, and time, that really got hurt the few. most. Not yeah. the suburbs, but the city clients yep. got hurt. So yeah, so so one 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 of our clients completely went out of business. Mm. Like they're done. They did. They have was not it a big reopened. Client? 
Yeah. yeah. At the time, it was a really big client. They, they had been a client about a year. And thank God a for... A lot of revenue for thank us. Thank God for our bigger clients that weren't Didn't, affected. Right. They kept us... Mm-hmm. They kind of kept us, yeah, afloat for sure. So you guys took advantage of the, the PPP yep. and all of that. Yep. Um, and the, I'm a, sure uh, you're, a lot of your businesses did too, right? We did the PPP. We did the EIDL, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever we could get our hands on. So take us through last year. Were there times that you thought you might lose your business? I no, did. I didn't. I, I had some fears. Yeah. How real do you think those were? Like, did, did it keep you up at night yeah. or was it? Yeah, because. I'm, I mean, you said you wanted to keep your employees working, yeah. but that's not always possible. I know, right? but that would, that for me would have been like, I mean, I'm, that was a big thing on my, that weighed on me. We, them. It, because our employees are like, Family. they're like our kids. They you are. Know? They, and, they call and they us even, moms. Yeah, they they're call like, us moms. the moms. The moms are fighting. The moms are, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and we do you never hold. Fight. Come on. Well, we, when we joke fight. Yeah. But we do hold that responsibility. Like, you know, I mean, we didn't want this to negatively impact them and their lives and their families and their... Well, that's the biggest thing, right? So you have families. Right. But they have families. And so they're counting on that money to feed their families. I I think as a business owner, just personally with the people that I have working for me, that's what keeps me up at night. It's not my, it's not my personal finances and you know, my house and my car and it's everybody else's stuff and keeping them busy and them working. And from an employee perspective, I don't think people really understand that about small businesses is they think, well, you know, my employer, they, 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 they suck. They're just trying to, you know, they're trying to get every dollar they can. And I, I don't think that's the case Always in the a case. lot of places right. that do good by their employees. Like I work for my employees. They don't work for me. Right. I'm a big proponent of your employees are your biggest asset. They're yeah. Your, I mean, without them. Correct. We would, we would never have be been who, able to grow are, to where we are. You're taking all the, so let's just be clear. You're taking all the risk. And so you should get a lion's share of the reward because you're footing the bill for the whole thing, right? But your employees are out on the front lines doing the work. And if they're not on the front lines doing the work, you don't make that money. And right. That risk yeah. is all for nothing. Right. Yeah. Correct. Right. So that's what keeps me up at night. It seems like that's what kept you up yeah. in 2020. You didn't seem to worry about it as much. No, I, I didn't really worry about it. Um, I, I was concerned that I, my biggest concern was people's hours were being cut. We did eventually have to let one person go because we just didn't have the revenue. Um, did you do that by job description or by seniority? We did it. It was I kind, of, because kind of it bold. Was, it just hap- so happened that a lot of her accounts that she managed were restaurants. Mm. And we didn't have the work to give her. We didn't want to take work from the girls that had stuff. And make them have And their clients and because they're familiar with yeah, them. Right. Yeah. It would have been more of a, it would have been hard to do it that way. So mm. unfortunately that's the way it kind of turned out. Um, yeah. So but did yeah. you guys at any point in 2020 see the end of the, of, of the tunnel, see the light? Or did you think, wow, now this might be a long-term thing and we have to really change the focus of our We're business? We're just now starting to see some light. I don't even know that there's light yet. I'm but I mean, did you go after, did you go after new clients? Did you go after different clients and say, these are going to be the more stable clients that not can kind lot, of get through not everything? Not yet, because everything was so up in the air all the time, you yeah. know, and it was like, it's, it's a matter of that, you know, a, a lot of our clients are small to mid-sized businesses. Um, and we are trying to get up to that, you know, higher level, which was our big goal for 2020. But a lot of it was, how do we be sensitive to what's happening right now? Right. Marketing is always the first thing to go in the budget. When when people lose revenue, marketing is out the window. Mm-hmm. Yep. So 
for us, because they don't hard. need marketing if they don't have if customers. If they don't have customers, yeah, they're right. struggling. They're not going to put and money. And if they're in struggling, them. they have their own payroll and they have to pay the rent and they have to keep the lights on. And their on. own employees, right? So marketing is always the first thing to go. That's always a challenge in our industry. So we had to kind of be sensitive, right? To you know all these businesses. I mean, everybody's been hemorrhaging money. Mm-hmm. So at what point do we go out to everybody and be like, hey, you should redo your website? And they're like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, <laughs> like um, I got five people over here on the chopping block. You know, I have to make a decision. Not worried about my website. Yeah. yeah. So or new print materials. Yeah, new print materials <laughs> when nobody's even ha- close enough to hand did you, something did to you somebody. Did you change your pricing? I, you don't have to be no. specific, but. We no. have not changed yeah, your pricing. Yeah, and, and I disagree with people that are, have done that. And, and, and I might be in the minority. I didn't change my pricing either. No. As a matter of fact, no, I think you, I. you still provide that value. Doesn't yeah. Well, I said to the customer, I said, it doesn't cost me any less to do my job. Right? It's cost me the same amount of money. Whether we're in a pandemic right. or we're not. And the value is still there. And you're still yeah. getting the same quality. Right. I'm just I'm just doing it for less. That doesn't make any sense to me. So yeah. either yeah. don't use me, right? Right. Or right. use me and pay you know right. my price. Because I'm usually right in the middle. I'm not high, I'm not low, I'm usually yeah. right in the middle. And so, yeah. you know, I'm I'm fair price to begin with. But yeah. my customers were asking me, Well, can you give us a discount? There's a pandemic. And I'm like, Well, if you can't afford the project, don't do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's I I'd rather that not too. do the work. And, and keep my pricing, right. then bastardize my pricing right. just to get the and work. We're and people were now. doing that, though. We're that way now, but it took us it took us probably six or seven years to get to that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because but, we know, know what, we that, off, what we off. Because you found your worth, right? Absolutely. You found your, you found your value. Sure. Yeah. And so you were like, look, I you know, this is our value. Yeah. And if you don't want like, it, there, a certain thing comes with right. the name Stellar. Right. Right. And now we know, like, if somebody's like, oh, you know... And this sounds bad Don't too. Sound like an asshole. We get we get <laughs> we get tagged on Facebook all the time for oh I'm looking for somebody to do an affordable website. I or need I want to get it done cheap. I I'm need like, a logo. I need a logo done cheap. And we get we get tagged all the time because we have an amazing we we have built an amazing community around us that supports us and you know we're and we're very thankful for that. So people tag us all the time, which don't stop doing which, that. By the way, those listening. can lead to other I love jobs that. too, Absolutely. for sure. And I and 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 just even just. Brand recognition. Yeah. That's huge. And we it's and huge. we reach out to them. You know, we we always reach out to those people. Mm-hmm. But nine times out of ten, you know, it's somebody who wants a logo for fifty bucks. Well, you know, go yeah, on that's not go on happen. Fiverr. Yeah, go on right. Fiverr and get you know, it. Yeah. That's not that's and you're not get the a stick service. Figure, yeah. You know. That's not the service that we provide. But it took us a long time to get to that point and to realize our worth because for a long time we were like well, we just want the job. We need the money, mm-hmm. you know. And then it was like, but once you realize you're not chasing the money, you're the money the time anymore, into it and really not walking away with yeah. any profit, it's like. Mm. So yeah. we do we do a business podcast, um, and um, one of the things that we touch on is once you understand that by your once you set your price and you understand your worth and you know basically what your market is, it doesn't make sense to A, cut your price because you can either have quality or price. Right. You can't have both. Right. And so business owners, like you just said, you're worried about getting the money. But once you stop chasing the money, you realize life gets easier. If you just focus on the work, the money will come in, Mm -hmm. right? Like don't take a job to, 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 to go after the money. Yep. Well, I never took a job because I thought, oh, I'm going to get more money on that job. I took the job because I thought this is going to help me grow. And the money came, mm-hmm. right? I didn't start my business to get rich. I started my business because right. I'm like, look, I want to start my own business because I want to be my own boss. I think yep. I can do it a little differently than I've been doing it for the last 25 years. Um, I want to hire good employees and treat them well. I mean, all the things. I kind of want to get rich. I think, but. I'm but, there. 
But if but you I do all the things <laughs> right, I think that'll come okay. along. One day, right? When I grow up, I'm going to make yeah. money. <laughs> I think the only people who start a business to be rich, like when they're starting their business, think, ooh, this is going to make me rich, is like multi-level marketing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, Let's not okay. even go there. I'm going to so start this business so I'm gonna and I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> so I've asked this question of a lot and of people. And I've done that in the past. I've been a multi-level marketer. Oh, so. and, 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 I, I and, and I'm sure I'm going to offend a few people out there, but... It, there's a difference between multi-level marketing people and entrepreneurs. A hundred percent. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes, absolutely. They consider themselves entrepreneurs, but you're selling somebody else's product and you're selling somebody else's it platform. Some of uh, them, some of them are entrepreneurs, but the the I think the the gist the of the giant whole business share of whole. them are not. Yeah. But there's a difference between a guy working in his house and selling something off the internet and having employees and a, and a shop or an mm -hmm. office and mm -hmm. product and service and, and having it's all this a, overhead, world. right? So if you don't have any overhead, it's just, it's, it's a different world. Agreed. You don't have the same amount of stresses. Agreed. If you're just selling somebody else's product and service. Yeah. Right. And cause they have a website and they have a platform and everything and everything's provided to you right. here. You're you creating just everything. You just invest in it and they'll give you everything you need. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys and myself and other small businesses, we're creating everything we do. Yeah. And they it have a plan exist. to follow. We're Creating a plan and changing Correct. the ebbing and flowing with the plan. And so. by the way, those decisions can impact your business positively or negatively. Yep. Whatever they do really doesn't impact the business positively or negative. Really, only positively, right? Because they can yeah. only sell you can, more. You're gonna of do it. well with it. And if or they don't you're do not. well, they're gonna find somebody else that does it better. Yeah. Same with right. you guys. You'll find somebody who does it better. But every every decision impacts your business. Do you ever? stress about that? Like, Ooh, taking on this client or doing a project, how, cause taking on a large yes. project can, can overwhelm your people too, to the point yes. where they can't oh, we're, we're get there. to Been their there, other clients. <laughs> yeah. Been yeah. there, done that. Walk Just me through recently. that. Walk me through that. How, do, how does that process go in your shop? Like when we're taking on a new mm -hmm. client? Like if you're, if you're discussing like, Hey, this, this client's going to be 10 to 15% of our overall business. Yeah. How are we going to, do we have to hire somebody? Mm -hmm. Take me through that process. Yeah, that you so, guys have. so typically uh, again, we call everybody back, right? If anybody call, if anybody's interested, we want to talk to them. Um, and once we get to a certain point where it's like, okay, we know they're going to uh, engage us for these specific services, or this is what the workload is going to look like. Um, Sin and I will usually sit together and be like, okay, one, who's the best person in our office for this job? Because all of our girls and it's all girls. Yeah. Um, all of our girls have different skills, right? So not a, just like Sin and I, not everybody can do the same job. So we have to decide, okay, who's who's going to do which parts of this work, um, and do they have the time for it right now based on their existing workload? Um, a lot of sometimes we'll shuffle around existing clients. You know, we'll say, okay, Sylvia is the first, the best person for this job, but she's really got a lot on her plate. So maybe let's take something off and put it, you know, with Christina or with Lynn. And or how are your somebody. clients with that? Are they okay with that? Typically? They're typically great. Yeah, because we. Um, a lot of our clients are very long-standing clients, you know, and we have really good relationships with them, and they know um, how hands-on Sin and I are. Even though they may have an account manager who's, you know, somebody on our team, they know they can always reach out to us, and they know the job is always going to get done. It yeah. doesn't really matter who they talk to. And because of the way our office is structured, one client, although, you know, Sylvia, for example, may be their account manager, they might talk to Molly and Christina as well. So they usually already have kind of know an idea of who everybody is. So shifting them um, to somebody else isn't that big of a deal. And I feel like since we expect things to be done a certain way, I mean, we there's definitely a stellar way that we want things to be done and we want it to be 
you kind of uniform across the office. No matter who it goes to, you know it's going to get done. It's going to get done well, and it's going to be. One of the questions seller. I didn't ask you is, how did you come up with the name? <laughs> that's that's that was wine a, that was in. a night of wine. Yeah. So yeah. we were Stellar Edge PR originally, um, and that's our our legal business name. Yeah. Um, but after I don't know when we switched. But how'd you come up with Stellar and Edge? Because. We, we knew we were stellar. Okay. Because, duh. Edgy. <laughs> stellar. And then we, we kind of wanted to have the edge on the competition and the, be on that leading edge of what's going on and what's new and the creative part of it. And, the you know, so we kind of just mushed the two together and and it, and it, it sounded good. So you mentioned your shop of all women. Yep. Yeah. I think um, having a, a, being women entrepreneurs in a, in a predominantly men dominated world, mm-hmm. small business world, comes with its own challenges. So I want to I switch gears a little bit. Talk about women in business and women entrepreneurs. Um, Forbes magazine listed eight major challenges women face in business. So I want to get your thoughts. I'm going to go eight to one. Ooh. And I'd like to get some of your thoughts on All this. Right. Because I think Bring you, I think you it, guys Richard. have unique unique perspective being women and having your business for 10 years, just being partners, being both women and having women work for you. Yep. Um, solely, I think you... Well, we've had one boy work for us. Yeah, AJ. Yeah. Okay. Poor AJ. Poor AJ. He was. He heard lots of <laughs> there things There was lots of times he'd be like, oh, covering his heard. ears and la, la, la. But he was a good, he was a trooper. <laughs> mm-hmm. So number eight is timidity. Um, and I'm going to give you a short description of what they mean, and then we can okay. kind of discuss it. Women are afraid of being seen as boasting about their accomplishments. Now, this is Have just in society. Hi, no. hey, hey. Come on now. <laughs> now. Keep in mind, this is not just the two of you. This is just women entrepreneurs yeah. in general. I think there's a. I think what they're saying is society sees women as, and then they list these. I think that's a stupid. As timid? I, I could see that. I mean, I think it Do depends you? on the personality. See, she says it's stupid because she, she's... She's I 150% mean, not timid. charisma. Don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas I'm more like, I, I don't like accolades. I don't. You know, I I could see that because I don't want people to be like, oh, like even when you guys earlier were like, she's a hero, she's so great. I that makes me uncomfortable. That you know that actually brings up a good point. So even if you have self confidence, which you do, yeah, do you take like I the thing I've struggled with for fifty years is taking a compliment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so now I've that's one of the things that for twenty twenty one I wanted to really get you know, ahead of is if somebody pays me a compliment, like a, like a customer pays me a compliment, Mm -hmm. I just say, thank you now. Right. I don't justify like, Oh no, that's okay. We're fine. You know, I'm not great. I just say, thank you. Right. And I think that's the easiest way to diffuse that inside my own brain is just, thank you. Uh Do you have trouble taking compliments? I I do. I think I do, but I don't think about, yeah, I don't like, I'm like, okay. I don't like it at all. No. Do you She's think the more, more confident people have trouble taking com- compliments and the less, com- I mean, the people who are less confident, they're like, yeah, well, okay, whatever. But the people who are really outgoing, do you think they have trouble taking compliments? I do. Maybe. Cause I would I say do. we're both very confident women. I mean, I, even though I don't like taking compliments, I know I, I'm okay with who I am. You're and comfortable in your own skin. For sure. So are you. I know you are. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I don't want to speak for you because no, yeah, I mean, you just look at Sin and she's very comfortable. I don't comfortable give a crap what skin. people think about me. No, no. <laughs> so Crocs. People, she can't, Crocs. people can't see this, but you both have tattoos. Yep. Right? Yeah, i got a few. Got a few. Yeah. <laughs> um, you've both had different color hair yep. over the years. You currently do blue yeah. and blue. Blue and yeah. blue. Yeah. Mine's gray right now. And so you're, so you're very, very outgoing in your personality, but you also are very confident in your outward appearance. Yes. You don't let people dictate how no. you 
put yourself together. Nope. No, okay. Sin can't tell me what to wear. No, nope. so I try tries. sometimes. I, I thought <laughs> the, tries, I thought this was a good can. list because I think you guys are the anti-list. So that's why I, I wanted to get like, okay, right. So I, that's why I wanted to get goes. your 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 take on these because I don't think either of you are very timid. So yeah. that's probably no. what makes you stand out in your in your business is because they look at the two of you and they go, "Wow, we want our business to portray that confidence." I, Would you agree? People have, yes, and people have told us like, that. In fact, yesterday, yesterday we had yeah. a Zoom meeting, and you know, towards the end of the meeting, we talked about working with each other. And I don't remember they, her exact they, words. They're like that but, enthusiasm and stuff. We want that. We want what you guys are bringing to our company. That's what we're looking for. And and that's why I bring Sin on on sales calls with me because this was a client I had talked to a couple weeks ago, and then we were regrouping yesterday, and. Even after Sin had to jump off the call a little early, and even after Sin got off the phone, she, you know, she said, she said, I just love Sin's energy. And everybody tells us that. Everybody tells us, oh my God, your energy is so Which great. Which is funny that she came in here so and was excited. like, oh, I don't really know, you know, about sitting in front of, I mean, there's oh, no yeah. camera, but she's just oh, in front of a microphone. And, I know, but it's. And right, but you haven't room. even thought about it, have you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Put her but in a room of timid. people. No. Put her in a room of people, and she's got a stomach ache for days about having to talk to people. Oh yeah, but really? Yeah. It, it's it's weird. Yeah, I'm the exact opposite. I'm, it's it's very weird. Like, yeah. But I never let it show. Mm. Like if I'm somewhere, but then I'll be like, oh, right. Like my, <laughs> oh my god. I, I get it from my dad. He. Yeah. My dad can go to Jewel and talk to everybody in line. He'd be like, Hey, how's your day <laughs> going? It's like my dad too. Who are you? Like I know the, the lady's trying to counter groceries. <laughs> what are you doing? And you know, I could. My wife will bring me to a party, and we'll separate. Are you the same? Right? I just I talk to everybody. She's yeah. like, people say to her, "Your husband's over there, don't you?" Worry? She's like, mm, he's "No, fine. he's going to be." First of all, he's going to make like four room, friends man. while he's here. He's going to get some business. Somebody's going to give him some business, <laughs> and we're going to walk out of here, and he's going to have a ten times the, the the fun that I had. <laughs> and so that's just the kind of personality that I have. Right. But I'm a guy, so I'm not looking at it from a woman's perspective. You guys have a unique challenge that. You're you're a woman in the man's world. I mean, right. let's be honest. It, right. You know, it's I been predominantly. I, I, I feel like it's changing, though. I feel like I don't women disagree with that. Way more... But I think it's people like yourselves that are breaking that ceiling, that if you will. I, and I hate the glass ceiling. Yeah, right, right, but, right. But I think you guys really are breaking that mold of. We have to put, you know, okay, it's a women's business. We have to kind of put it in a box see, and I think kind that, of analyze it. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think women are really breaking out and becoming a force within. The, the workplace. Yeah, I don't feel like we've ever thought of it as a challenge. I think, no. and I think part of that is that confidence. Like we, we know, we know what we do well and we're, yeah. Gonna, yeah. So I don't feel like we've ever like not gotten a job because we're women or had a challenge because we're women, you know, like for us, it's just, I mean, this is who we are. This is what we offer. If you don't like it, go get bent, you know? Do you think some, yeah. and this is kind of off topic, but do you think some women overcompensate? Like to become a person that they really aren't, meaning they Possibly. become more bitchy that, or whatever, just that, because that they want to go for women in the and business men that world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think because so. they feel like they have to compete with their counterparts. Yep. Yeah, I think I it's probably a safe assumption. Number seven, unfavorable business environment. What they mean is social con and con traditional constraints, which is kind of what we were just talking about. So, um, you know, women get into a an environment maybe they're not comfortable with. You guys seem to be very comfortable in yeah, every I'm, situation that yeah. you're in. Okay. Yeah. Um, limited knowledge. Now, what they mean is empowering women with knowledge is just the beginning of a long journey into business success. I think you guys are very knowledgeable about I, what you do. Are you very knowledgeable about your whole market that you service? Or are you constantly going out and learning? You know, I feel like yourself? we're very knowledgeable, but I also feel 
that there's times where something new comes along, and that's just like, that's like, you know, oh, we get to learn something. I, I get excited about. Do you that. target women as your clients, or do you do you no. have a mix? No. We have, a, we have a good mix. Um, we do have a lot of women business owners um, just because I think we click with Naturally, them they easily. gravitate towards you guys? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But we don't, you know, we don't really pay attention to like, oh, we're going to target them because they're women business owned. So the next point I think is one of contention with a lot of people, and I think it's what a lot of people talk about now is gender inequality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, women must work their way up in the masculine world while facing stigma and discrimination. I think it's a real thing. I think... You know, women either feel like, and we were just talking about a couple of seconds ago, is they have to f- overcompensate or they say, well, I'm making 70 cents on the dollar in a man's world. And they're trying to, you know, to get to that, you know, dollar for dollar. How do you guys feel about that? As women owners in a, in a, in a world where it's predominantly, it was predominantly men. Right, I don't, yeah. maybe, it's, maybe that's changing. Um, I've never experienced it, so I really don't have... You know, I mean, I worked right out of college, you know, I was working in a, in an office, but I've never really felt like I've been discriminated against. We hire all women. I mean, not that we hire all women just because they're women. We hire them because they're qualified. But, um, I just, I don't feel like, I'm sure that, I'm sure that exists Mm -hmm. and I'm sure there are definite struggles, but I think even in, even in like a lot of our customers, um, you know, I think we've seen a lot more of uh, higher ups, whether they're men or women, realizing the value of of the employee instead of just what their gender is. I think there's so much changing now, yeah. especially with all the there's so much like gender fluidity and you know all of that happening right now that. Do I don't get, know, and and we're yeah, like we're the focus very is open not as much on just we're women. very open people like you know, very open and accepting. So I think, uh, unfortunately, maybe we're kind of blind to a lot of that, you know, which. So some yeah. of your we projects don't, probably. We just don't really see it or some experience of your pro- it. projects probably have to get a male's perspective. You know, maybe it, you need yeah, that for sure. side if, of it. And if you the have target all women audience working for you, male. how do you then get that other side? Do you, what resources education, do you have? Education, man. Education. I mean, like, who do you go to say, ourselves. hey, I've got this, you know, client, it's it's predominantly male, it's whatever, you, you just know inherently what to do or do no, you get- No, we've reached out like to, to husband, you know, like my husband's- Husband's very close friends. Friends, like, hey, what do you think about this? Would this speak to you? Son. It depends on who the tar- so target audience is. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Tyler. <laughs> uh, fear of failure. Fear of the known and unknown is a major issue for women. Again, this is Forbes magazine. I think that's magazine. a major issue for any yeah, entrepreneur. I have a huge fear of failure. Like, I don't. I do. That's because, yeah, you don't. It, She's like, meh. It's my number one fear. Yeah? Like, anybody who knows me will say, and that's kind of what's driven me for to, to the last fail. seven years of being on my own is, you know. And, okay. But the weird thing is, and I had this conversation with a client yesterday, you have to fail to succeed. Right. Yep. So the failures, people look at failures as a, as a bad grow thing. You. I look at failures as a positive because you're learning. Now, if you don't learn, that's on you. Well, you're if you're not failing, well, we've then had, you're, you're not going to grow. I'm, I feel like you I can't mean, grow if you're not failing. Because yeah. We've had failures. I mean, we've had, we've had customers that, you know, we've done some work with and then for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out. You mm-hmm. know, they didn't like what we did. We didn't mesh as a, as a team, 
you know, uh, so, I mean, and we've certainly learned from those experiences. Absolutely. I don't fear that though. I don't think it's the little fears that uh, failures that I fear. I think it's the, the overall, overall like mind-tip. closing shop. Yeah. See, I don't, I, that ain't going to happen. Mm. I don't fear that. Good for I'm you. Gone. We're good. Hey, thanks. Uh, <laughs> balancing responsibilities. Now this is maybe where Lindsay, you probably have a challenge with this, but, um, cause your kids are grown. So, yep. um, many <laughs> women juggle business with families and responsibilities. Yeah. Walk us through that a little bit. How does that, I'm going to let Lindsay talk cause yeah. I'm, that, I'm good there. That's She's, major for me. Yeah. Um, so but owning your own business has to absolutely be makes a it positive so much better. there, right? Yes. Because so I have five kids, one in elementary school, four in middle school. Mm. Um, I also have, uh, my mom just recently moved up here and, uh, has Parkinson's. Mm. So she needs a lot of, she still lives on her own, but so she she's needs really a lot got of help. six kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, seven with her husband. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but no, he's, he's a great partner. Yeah. <laughs> gotta put that out <laughs> there. God for you he is. He's a great partner. He, I wouldn't be able to do what I do without him for sure. I'm my, I'm my wife's biggest child. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that is definitely a struggle uh, my, the team that we've built at work saves my bacon so much because I know that I can give them stuff and they will get it done and it will be done right. Um, but you know, there, there's still always a lot of stuff that just nobody can do but me. And I know some, you know, some of that is, is skill wise. And some of it is just, I'm stubborn and I want to do it myself. Um, but you know, you make it work. So, and, and working for myself has been a godsend because, you know, like my mom has physical therapy twice a week. I leave at one o'clock to take her. Mm. So, you know, and, and if I had a regular job, I wouldn't be able to do that. I wouldn't be able to do all the things that I want to do with my family and my kids and my mom. And if you you had a regular, if I had a regular job, it would be so much harder. You've had some changes in your life recently. So how does, how does not having that sounding board sometimes affect what you affect you now? I mean, how does that, has it changed at all? Or were you just pretty much, I'm going to do what I want to do anyway? I'm a, I'm a, yeah. I'm going to do what I want, girl. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so not much has changed there, but no. you still have that support system or had that support system. No. No? I, no. That's part I never, of the problem. That's part of, <laughs> that's part of why I'm where I'm at now is because I never had that. So having I, a strong I was partner at home is, is a, is a. Huge. Huge for you. For me, it makes a big difference. I would have loved that. Yeah, Sin, mm. Sin unfortunately didn't have that, no. but she had me. Yeah. So I always, <laughs> She's I, my man. So I'm a guy, right? Yeah. I'm a guy. Um, <laughs> thank you. And so I always tell people that I couldn't do what I do without the support of my wife. Yeah. I'm like, if she wasn't the person that she was and took on the responsibilities here and everything else when I'm gone and, you know, working crazy yeah. hours, yeah. if she wasn't holding things down here and, and the responsibilities at home, right. I, I couldn't, I mean, behind every good man is a woman, right? There's a great woman. Yeah. So you see a successful man. I mean, just look at anybody in history. Typically they have a great woman behind them. Right. Yeah. They're pushing them forward and supporting them. Right. And I think it's for us, it's a two way street. You know, we, I, we support each other, but mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. I, yeah. you know, we're both owners in the business, but I do 90% of the work in the business. And so she just is like, look, you go do what you need to do and I'll I'm take care of things yeah. here. So how was that now? How I don't are know. I've always been a, a large person. I've always been. And you're smaller now. Well, true, yes. <laughs> I've always been like no, no offense. No, yeah, she's, it's true too. She looks really good for. I mean, she, does. she looks amazing. She, looks good for she lost like two hundred and forty pounds. Two sixty, <laughs> somewhere's around there. Yeah, it's funny what divorce but and, you and still, life does to you. You still fill a room. I That's still fill sure. a room. Yeah. Um, so I've always been kind of like 
for lack of better words, fuck you. I'm, I'm going to yeah. do what I want when I want, yeah. and it's going to be awesome. So I've always kind of been there in the, the whole, you know, I don't need anybody girl. Like, even when I was younger, Type my mom all the time is like, yeah, you. I've always been this way. So always. You're, you're, you're the alpha girl. Yes. For, yeah. yeah, for sure. Now, of the two of you, who's more dominant when you go into a, a, a pitch? Yeah. Well, when we go into a pitch, I don't know. We're pretty equal because we both bring different things to the table. So it's kind of like, yeah. like good. I'm learning since, <laughs> with since employees the, to s- try and keep my mouth shut because yeah. I'm always like, uh, like I get excited. What's, I get excited. What's and funny I about that is like, when you're in sales, the hardest part is listening. And that's the number one thing you have to do to your client. Yeah, sin, you yeah. to that's hard for sin. Listening yeah. is hard for sin. Yeah. But, but at the same time. Again, like this client we talked to yesterday, she she has that energy, and I feel like like I could talk to him all day about this is what you should do, this is why it's great, this is the benefits you're going to get, this is how you're going to reach your goals, all those things, right? And and educate them on why you should do this and why it's going to be great. But then if Sin talks to him for five minutes, they're like, okay, I'm sold. Mm. You know, it's just I that, don't know. If she has that that personality, and anybody who's met her knows that that. She can talk you into anything. You would not believe the, I, the things crap I have done for this woman. <laughs> stuff I would never, ever do in my whole life. Yeah. You know, like she just, she has that. She's like, come on, we're going to go. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Let's go do it. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. You're, stu- you're still dancing. But she does yes, it. And then she's so happy. Everybody hates what I make them do. But then after the fact, they're like, that was that was like a great experience. Okay, like, but I'm the flip side, and I'm and I'm and I'm maybe going to make you feel uncomfortable a little bit here. Yeah. So I apologize <laughs> no. in advance for no. my question. Yeah. But when you're alone at night, yeah, do you feel more alone because you portray that, and it's maybe not that you don't have that support system now? Do you kind of use that as a defense mechanism, meaning no, you're I, out there? I think that's naturally just who I am. Okay. I feel like you have a stronger support system now than you did before. I think so. I think that's natural who I am. And and luckily my friends and family are so like in tune and so amazing. Um, I feel like I'm that either way. Um, But I also, I'm always good. I'm always happy. Sure. Nothing's ever wrong. So I, I think because of that, but it's one thing when to, I'm alone. But it's one thing it's to like, say it, and actually, it's another thing to be it. There's like so, there's like major exhaustion where I like like deflate. But you I just need to but, decompress. I'm not telling anyone that. Right. <laughs> so confident people. So like I'm um, okay. So I get a lot of times I get you're really cocky. No, it's just I'm confident in what. I mean, I'm six five. I mean, yeah. I, I walk into a room. I'm usually the tallest guy yeah. there. So, so you stand out right. And off I've the got bat. a loud voice and the whole thing. And I, you know, I, I'm not saying I command a room. I'm just like I walk into a room, and it's hard not to notice me. Right. It's hard not to notice you, sin, when you walk into a room. You mean absolutely from your charisma and your appearance and everything else. But I think something. I'm just going to speak for myself, and yeah. you can tell me whether you feel this way too. But sometimes, yes, it's nice to have quiet and normal and everything else. But sometimes I feel like. Because I have to, I'm carrying that load all day. Oh, you you have to hold the on to what day, everyone I'm expects like, from I you. Just, I feel, not, it's not depression. That's not it at all. But I just yeah. kind of feel empty sometimes. Like I've given everything and there's sometimes nobody there to then boost me up. Like I'm boosting everybody else God, all I day. I hate you. Let's not talk about this. <laughs> Did I hit a nerve? 
<laughs> but uh, do you, I mean, but do you know what I mean? Like sometimes you're just so outgoing and you're, you want your cheerleader for everybody else. And sometimes you just want that cheerleader for yourself. Right. Yeah. But I'll never, but you're not admitting it. Right. Or which, ask for it. Which goes to sometimes the, like my very, like Lindsay knows, <laughs> but she also knows she's like, I, I can see and I know, but we're not going to talk about it. Cause I already know right. you're going to be, you don't want to talk about it. I'm like, <laughs> two so thumbs part, of, up. part of me growing. And I think you're probably getting there slowly is I have to recognize when I'm getting burned out. Like I'm the one that's like, let's go, let's yeah. do it. I'm 24 hours a day. I don't care if I sleep. And the other day I had to finally text my wife and I go, I'm getting really burned out. Like I'm, I've been working like 15, 16 yeah. hour days yeah. and we've had some guys out and there's been some snow days and we're just, and the customers are just like, we need to get this done. And I was just like, I'm, and I, I don't feel like there's anybody there pulling the sled as hard as I am. And right. sometimes you want, I just want to crawl into a fetal position and go, what the fuck? But <laughs> you can. This, who's there for me? <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you relate to that? Possibly. Okay. <laughs> All right. But uh, baby steps. <laughs> I think that was number oh. one. Number one is limited funding. I think that should have been probably eight, but it yeah. says women's businesses are among the leading ventures that lack financial support. Do you guys self-fund? We self-fund, yeah. yeah. Well, since parents helped us initially. Oh, yeah, when we first started out, this is huge. My dad, like, completely helped us. He helped us furnish our, our office. Paid rent for, and like, paid, a year. He paid our rent for a year for mm. the new office so we could focus on the business and, and So you all did that. have help. So that, yeah. for mm. us, was huge. Thanks, Bubba. We didn't get any loans, but we had no, Bubba. No loans. Yeah. We they had say Bubba. if you can't start your business with $5,000, it's probably not worth starting. That's... I hear that a lot. Well, and here's the thing. We could have worked from home. Like, our business is not, we did not need an office. You could probably still. Have. We could still, and yeah. we we had to with COVID. Mm -hmm. you I know? wouldn't want to, though, because I love our collaboration. No, and, right. Yeah. Well, the creative but, process mm -hmm. probably isn't the same when you're not, not all in a room. I mean, no. it's Like, not when you same. get all your girls in a room, oh, yeah. it's it probably got to be the best thing in the world, <laughs> yeah, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, so yeah, we did have, we did have help initially, but, you know, as soon as we were able to, you know, pay our own rent and our own utilities and everything, we did that because that was a sense a year? of pride for us. Year. About a year. Mm. And, you know, even though we still weren't getting paychecks, we were paying rent and utilities. I mean, we could, Bubba would have kept going for us as yep. long as he could, but. That's a tough thing, I think, because people want to, they have these dreams, right? These visions, but they don't have any way to pay for it. And that's, I think. For, for sure. a lot of small businesses, the reason they don't get started. Sometimes you just have to go start it. Right. You know, I just say, yeah, go start it. You. Just go do now it. Now you got just a million businesses. Go, go yeah. Well, it's all one, but they're just, <laughs> yeah, whatever. They're just different. They're just different. They're all just completely different. Right. And, and we're, and we're trying to get into other things. Like for me, I, I had a plan at 48. I said at, in 10 years, I want to have my one business self-sufficient and I want to kind of work on a creative thing over here. Mm -hmm. This kind of stuff. It's a hobby, yeah. but eventually I'd like to do podcasting and all the other stuff just full time. Just yeah. do it and then have my business run. But you know, we have the we have the service side of the business and the painting and the pressure washing and all the other stuff that we do. Yeah. And those all kind of run together but yet independently. And I just I want to grow bigger and bigger and bigger, but sometimes you can't do that. And COVID was, we, we took a hit 30, 40% in sure. like the first month. What we was our like, percentage oh, that we even, do you even know? Like I what don't we know, a lot. I it hated was, it. Yeah. By the end of the year, I think we still did pretty good for, for I mean, I was down That's four awesome. employees. I lost four people because I, I didn't bring two of them yeah. back and then two of yeah. them just kind of moved on to other things. And yeah. so I've been doing it with, a, with less people, almost the same amount of work. And you're just, oh my we God. We were down, for the crazy. year, we were probably down about 35%. 
of what we that's had a significant but number 19 was our biggest year yeah. by right. far yeah so but and then from the COVID. plans that you had to where oh, you ended yeah. up i mean we had plan we had big plans yeah and hopefully i'm crossing my fingers that by the end of this year we can bring that back do you have and, a number where you want to be do you have like to the point where you've planned out the next 10 years where you guys want to be? No, no, ten that's years. That's a now. long time. Come ten on years. Now. Do you that's a like? Long I do time. goals in week, month, year, three years, five years. Do you guys do that? No, good for you. <laughs> I have a whole book. <laughs> it's like this is what I want to accomplish this week. This is what I want to do this month. Yeah, this is what I want to do this year. No. Overachiever. No. Yeah, it's crazy. I write everything down. <laughs> we 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 have goals on on what type of clients yeah. we want to start attracting and who you know we don't you know want to have 20 little jobs we'd rather have three big jobs yeah type thing yeah um so we're kind of trying we're still trying to you know change our mindset a little bit sure. and move, move that way so i'm going to use a fr- either of you grow up religious no i did okay so i'm going to use a term a religious term speak it into existence okay, okay. I, I i do a lot of that, that like, like so manifest yeah that mean, like, that's another way to say it yeah. like dude yeah. i manifest all the time that's right. my jam I was my first real job. Um, I, I right before we got married, I wanted a Toyota Forerunner. Loved the car. I was like, okay, I want that. Now my wife thought I was crazy because it was a week before our wedding, mm-hmm, right? <laughs> and we had to pay for a wedding. Like yeah. But I go out and it for a year I had the picture up on my desk of a Forerunner. Yeah. And a week before our wedding, I went out and got it. And ever since then, I've done that same thing. I've just okay. What's your picture now? What you got? Mercedes. Okay. I've wanted one since I, I was six. Rover. It's not a, a it's it's not a status thing. Some people are like, oh, no. it's a status yeah. thing. And I, no, just, I've it's just, a personal. I've loved them. Okay, so this is me kind of crazy, but um, you remember the Six Million Dollar Man? <laughs> yeah. Steve Austin. Yeah. Okay, he had a convertible Mercedes. Um, it's just, <laughs> that's it. That was it. That was your. That was, that's I it. wanted to be Steve Austin. All right. When I was a kid, so at six years old, <laughs> seven years old, whatever it was, I've ever since then, and so for me, that's kind of like, I keep putting it off though. I could have had one seven years ago. I decided to buy a Passat instead. Because I just, I figured once I get that, what's next? There'll right. be something. Right, I There's know. There's always something. Come on now. Of, once you get to the mountain, what do you do? Climb the next mountain? Yeah. Yep. I guess. And then you find the hot springs and go, go soak. <laughs> and then do exhausting. it again. I just, I just <laughs> you work so hard to get to a certain place. I like to do it in small increments. So I kind of keep pushing that one off and pushing that one off. Because I feel like if I get it, I've kind of, I've, I've arrived to the point where I've worked so hard for it. And now do I have to work so hard? I don't do that. I don't know how to do that. My body usually just goes to sleep, you know. Um, All right, let's have a little fun to wrap things up. I'm going to ask you guys some questions about your business partner. Um, Answer with the first word that comes to your mind. Oh, shit. Here we go. Okay. Bring it. I'm going to ask you the same question, each of you. Okay. Let's start with Lindsay this time. What's your partner's strongest skill, business skill? Strongest business skill. The fact that she can talk to anybody in any room at any time. No matter what's happening. Sin? Um, hers is finding every little mistake and little, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> can find anything. So, and she's like so anal and like wants everything exactly perfect. It's a good trait. She's yeah. right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even go against that one. No, it's so there. Um, Sin, let's start here. Which yeah. of your partner's achievements are you most proud of? Doesn't have to necessarily to, be business. I don't either. think it's business. I think it's 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 what she's done. Like the the things she takes on would overwhelm any average normal person. She's with with her family, juggling family business, bringing her mom down here, and and not only is she doing it, but she's kicking ass and and doing it amazing. 
I think I know where you're going to go with this, Lindsay, but I'm going to let you answer that. What's, what's the same question? Yeah. For sins, it's just perseverance. She's, you know, struggled against a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, more so recently, but in yeah. her in her whole life. And, and she just always comes out on top. Mm. What did you think I was going to say? Is that, that what you thought Just I was a different say? way, but I oh, thought okay. that's that's kind of what I was, you know. You see somebody's true colors when the chips, I mean, it's, it's easy to support somebody when times are good, right? It's easy to be a friend when the times are good. Yeah. For me... I know who my true friends are when the chips are down. Right. Yeah. Like when I'm in my, when I'm in the shit, mm-hmm. those people that reach out to me, I'm like, okay, those are my real friends. Mm-hmm. Right? I love it because she's the only one in my whole life, even including my family, that really truly knows everything. And you need that. Yeah. Right? Like she knows probably more than she ever wants to know. <laughs> what? Okay. So, but she knows everything. And maybe you can relate to this because, you know, you're still, you're, you had a husband, you have a husband. My wife is that person for me. Like she knows everything. Like the sh- she knows the shittiest yeah. things that I've done, yeah. And she's the person that I go to, yeah. Right. And when I have issues with her, that's when I struggle because I'm like, who do I go to? Yeah, I go to my wife too. You yeah, know? I was gonna say if <laughs> I, I mean, you, you know, if I if I do have issues, sin's the first one that I go to. Mm. Yeah, and I don't have so. a business partner. Well, she yeah. is my business partner, but right. I don't have like a, another outside business partner. Right. And there's. You know, a, I would ask you guys, do you enjoy having a business partner or would I you I wouldn't think want solo way. would be a better way to go? I couldn't I, do it solo. Because you've done it both. You yeah. haven't done it both, but Mm-mm. you've done it both. I, I enjoy it more with Sin because I because I feel like as a business owner, I can offer more because we are a team and, and we share that responsibility. You have that sounding if there board. Is a, yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, That's one of the things I miss, I think, is having... I like doing it on my own. It's my responsibility. It's my decision. I live and die with my decisions. Right. But I, you know, and I use my wife as a sounding But it's nice to share board. the tribulations, and it's yeah. also nice to have someone there when shit's going down and you need to mm. work through things. Because I don't, right. it's like, I don't pretend to know everything. So no. I need to have that other, yeah. like, am I going down the right path? Yeah. yeah. We, we recently hired an ad, uh, uh, an executive assistant. So I've been doing that with her. Like, hey, does this... Yeah, yeah. No, it's nice it's to have sniff that. test, right? Like, yeah. is yeah. is this gonna pass? Yeah. No, I think that's bullshit. Okay, well right. then let's not do well, that. Well, it, and the only one who sends the only one who can understand that from my perspective, you know, like I can talk to my husband all day long about a client that frustrated me or a project I'm not sure. Yeah, he's he'll be like, you should charge him more money. That's always his answer for everything. You don't make enough money, you know, like. And I I'm like, relate. honey, I, honey, I that that's not experience. the point. But, you know, so. Well, just don't do it. Well, just get somebody to do that yeah. for you. It's just not like, the way it's that like it works. Exactly. Like, I'm just yes. going to snap my fingers and rub a lamp and it's going to happen. I, right. Yeah, anyway. Right. What does your partner fear the most in business? Well, apparently failure, but I didn't know that until today. Yeah. See, learn something new every day. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, failure. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. What about you? What do you fear the most? Um, right now in her life, she probably fears having to to work a full time. <laughs> well, I'm not just playing with it. She probably fears having to work full time. Mm. With with what she'd be away from on. your family. That I would fear be, getting that overwhelmed. Would, mm. Yeah. Okay. Which, which she which already I do is. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? What task does your partner like the most? It ain't it ain't you QuickBooks. Like um, you like I the most. I like QuickBooks. I know you like numbers. 
You love numbers. She loves. So she likes the out. analytical side. Oh of it. yeah. Okay. What yeah. about her? The creative side. Can I, I answer my own question? You yeah. can. Sure. I like fixing problems. I know you do. Like if something do- isn't working, although I curse nonstop and scream at my computer screen. They say I cursing like is a sign of intelligence. I like. I'm would you agree super with that? Smart then. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> I like. Hell yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um. Since what was the question? I forgot now. What does she like to do the most? What does um, what task does your partner like the most? What task does she like the most? Mm-hmm. Logo design. Yeah. Let's flip it around. What do you like the least? What does she like to? Or you can answer it for oh, yourself if you want. What does Sin like the least? The analytical stuff. No. Yeah. yeah. But, but when people want me to go and do what? Speak. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh. Yeah, which is odd because like you're speaking. so outgoing. No, she it's, does not like, like speaking. Not she does kidding. not like sales. You put me in front, and people ask me to come speak all the time. They want me to come like speak. up at a podium type. Yes, thing? Yeah. like in front of a. Do you break crowd. out in a flop sweat, dude? I get the morning. Do you have to put those things under your, those pads under <laughs> your arms? <laughs> and right? I get the night before. I don't sleep. Mm. Then the morning, the minute I start moving diarrhea all day <laughs> then i'm thinking oh my god i mean what happens if i get out there and i have to go to the bath it's, it's can i let you in on a little thing. secret oh the most the most public speakers uh, they yeah. do get comfortable over time but they still have those no I mean, com- so if you listen to comedians yeah. or you listen to podcasts people have those same like they're going out for the first night of a play they yeah. they think i'm gonna forget every word and then they just walk out there and it happens and you had fear coming into this and it just, it happened. It worked. You just yeah, kind of have to block that out. I think that's kay. a mental exercise. Real easy. I'll, I'll work on her? that. <laughs> What's my least favorite? Yeah, I mean. Her least favorite is probably like, like design when it comes to like something really big. Like she's creative and can put together yeah, like cute, quick little things. But if I think your least favorite would be to like really do like some kind of conceptual design with like. Yeah, I wouldn't even try to do that. You like direction? Yeah. You like being given direction and going and doing it? For sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what quality do you, do you mind? And, and this is not a. Confrontation. I don't like confrontation. No. We're that both would, bad at okay. that. That would be a big one for me. I don't like having to deal with issues with clients or employees or. Which that's a struggle for us. For both of us, we both owners. sit there and, and who's going to do it? Are you going to do it? Yeah, no, I'm going to do it. Okay, we get we got we to do, do it together. together. <laughs> but as a business owner, that happens a lot. Yeah, we don't like it at no. all. We try to avoid it as much as possible. <laughs> like, like if I've got an unhappy client, it sometimes it's just hard to diffuse that. Yeah, you, yeah. Like there's nothing you can luckily, do. They just paid money. There's yeah, nothing luckily you can do. we don't have a ton of unhappy clients. No. but when we have had them, that that like I get like sin. Speaking. We get triggered. It makes me it nervous. It triggers me, and, and I, I, like, I say oh, this a lot. You I probably heard me say this before. I used to have a, a I had a CEO that said this. I think it was the most profound thing he's ever said. Every company makes mistakes. It's how you manage your misses. Yeah. So it's Good how you him. manage those misses that make you the company that you are. Right. I think how you handle adversity says more about a company than how you handle everyday stuff. For sure. Because every day stuff is easy. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Every day is that yeah. comes naturally. Anybody can. It's yeah. how you handle those struggles. And by the way, your employees are watching you too, so they're seeing right. how you handle those things, and they they have stress whether you're handling them. Yeah. Oh, not. for oh, sure. Which I agree. goes back to you for a second. Hmm. You're you got that outward. You know, I'm gung ho. Everything's great. Everything's because you don't want the people around you to see what's maybe really going. No on. struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're not yeah. Gonna... Me, not so much. I let everybody know what's going on. Yeah, she's pretty open. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask this for the both of you. You can both answer it. How do you wish you could be more like your partner? Ooh. Ooh. I wish I could not give a shit as much. <laughs> Lindsay's like totally like whatever 
And I wish I had that, that kind of laid backness. Mm-hmm. I, I, I care too much about what people think. she has think. five children? I don't know. I think she's always been like that, even before <laughs> yeah, the kids. I can't worry about much more. Christ, the girl wears Crocs. And <laughs> My Crocs she don't are care. Amazing. And yeah. a heated vest. Yeah. And a heated vest. I know. I love her. Keep it nice and warm in the studio. What about you? I I wish I could be as confident as Sin. I think I'm I think oh, I'm pretty confident, confident, but No, I know what you're saying. But like she's she, got the next level though. Yeah, like and and it's not even and I know you care about what other people think. Oh, yeah. But but you don't Instagram, Facebook. Come off that way necessarily. <laughs> I don't, but I You do, like selfies. I do. You like yeah, selfies. You know what? I she tell lo- you what. She's loving the selfie. Yeah. Especially now. Yeah. I do. Before not so much. I remember now. I remember when I first met you. You were like from here up. Yeah. Now she's full body selfies. Come on, bring it. Come on, admit it. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Last question: If you could start another business with your partner, what would it be? (sighs) Ooh. I don't know, because this one's this one keeps me busy enough. I don't want to start another one. I I don't know. I like what I do. I enjoy it so much. I'm a guy know. that I'm a guy that doesn't get bored easily, but I, just I would like start to do so a many pop up, things. something a pop up, where it's okay. always and I changing. Want to do that. Yeah, you would. I'd make you. No. It, so <laughs> this is how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> we would do a pop up. You this would is, love it. This is what the office would, is you like. Would get to be like yeah. you would get to like run. Hey, I've got an idea. Logistics. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that sin. <laughs> she is. She, uh, we call her the dream crusher because I always have like all these big things, and she's like, "No, we hey, I think do we can that. do this." No, no, no it's certainly not possible. No, I would. I would want to start a pop up something where it's always coming somewhere different, and it's always something different, you know, topic or or event wise, and then just uh, yeah, I would do that. I'm out. <laughs> Nothing. You got it, huh? <laughs> so look, I I I I admire the fact that the two of you have worked so well together. Uh, and growing your business for a decade, it's. It, I think it's pretty admirable a that decade? you guys can that work. So and I know. Can you believe that we got to have a partner? It's. It. You guys are. You guys have a rock solid relationship with each other. I think that really works well. It's. I hope it comes through. You know, audibly, but it, visually, you yeah. guys can see that it works. Your employees stick with you guys for a long time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have good people. We have um, amazing people. Really, really do thank you for both joining me yeah. today it was Thanks a lot of fun yeah. where Thanks can for people find me you? out of my comfort zone yeah where can people <laughs> find you on social where can they where can they stellar find you edge guys? stellar some of our stellar handles edge are PR. still stellar edge pr yep okay it's all the same yep. website stellaredgegroup.com perfect sin Lindsay. thanks for your time yeah thanks appreciate for having so much. us this, this place is, really is fun. awesome yeah appreciate that thank you all right take care well that concludes this episode of the journey small business success stories podcast Boy, I really enjoyed the time I had with Sin and Lindsay. It was so worth the wait, and I'm so grateful they were able to carve out some time for us in their busy schedules. It's very evident when you're sitting talking to them live and simply being around them how dynamic the two of them are together and why their business works so well and what's made them successful over the last decade. And I hope you found it as enjoyable as I did. Be sure to check out the other podcasts on the 511 Media Network, including... Go Start It, the podcast that helps entrepreneurs start and operate a small business. Until next time, do what you love and enjoy the journey.